Hello and welcome back to Stanima, a Survivor Panama Rewatch podcast brought to you by the Bitter Jurors Network for the Survivor offseason. As always, I'm your host, Christine Pallon, and we are back with another episode of this wonderful, fantastic podcast. Last week was a blast. I'm, I'm, I'm not like saying I, I'm fantastic. I'm saying all my guests are fantastic. Last week was such a blast. We broke the podcast record with Mike Bloom, a stunning two hours talking about poop. We will not break that record this week because... We are on a, t- a time limit here, but we are going to have fun, and fun we will have. We're talking about Perilous Scramble. This is uh, one of the iconic votes of this era of Survivor in terms of advancing strategy um, and Suri Fields being a legend. Uh, and I have to do it with the people who started it all. These two guests were my first guests on the podcast, the very first episode of Stanawatu. I'm using their bios from last time, but slightly updating them for one of them. So um, if you have further updates to make after I introduce you, go for it. But today I'm joined by Gia Worthy and Chappelle. First up is Gia. Gia is a Survivor fanatic that spends her days honoring the most underappreciated seasons of her favorite show. A member of the Survivor Diversity Campaign, you can usually find her writing on Inside Survivor with our lovely host. Thank you again, Gia, for that one. On the silent, or, or podcasting on the Silent Podcast Network, where she hosts I Don't Know About That, Fiji Forever, and Sloshed Survivor. And of course, next we have Chappelle. Chappelle is a day one Survivor fan and reality TV historian. Since 2020, he has been a podcaster on Rob Has a Podcast, Post Show Recaps, and Silent Podcasts, covering various reality and scripted TV shows. I currently, I don't know if this is still true, he hosts the Nothing But Netflix podcast, and Rob has a podcast with his co-host Rob Sesternino. Chappelle, is that true? That is true. That is my claim to fame, if you will. Um. <laughs> Excellent. So great to have you both back. <laughs> great to be back. I, I am so happy to be back, not just with Chappelle, but like, obviously, I'm glad that Chappelle and I can finally podcast again and Mostly sober this time, mostly. and <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> mostly. And, uh, but it, it, I love this podcast so much. I've been watching the episodes and following along. I did the same thing last summer with Vanuatu. So it's become my favorite tradition of the summer, especially where like TV watching is concerned. Cause sometimes like depending on the month, TV watching can be a little dry. So Christine, I have to thank you and the bitter jurors network for giving me something to do over the summer besides, you know, sweat and not try not to die from everything I have to do at work. So it's just, it's been a great summer and I'm very happy that we're back to talk about one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yeah, I was going to ask why you guys picked this one. I mean, obviously the vote. Was was it just the vote? Is there other stuff going on this episode that made you be like, we have to do this one? Um, Yeah, why why was this your pick? I said, do we want to do Casa de Charmin or the 3-2-1 vote? And Chappelle said, you pick. And then I found out Casa de Charmin was taken. And then... Yeah. And uh, so it worked out well. Now, Casa de Charmin is iconic, but, you know, we were young when we picked our episode. We were naive then. I had not yet known that we were about to live in a world where Sari Fields was playing Big Brother with some dude I don't know. But, you know, that's beside the point. But, yes. But... (laughs) 
But we did not know that. So I feel like the survivor gods were really working in our favor this round of being like, you need like not just a Sari Fields episode, but the Sari Fields episode of the season. It feels like all the hard work and commitment and sucking up to people and like planting petty little seeds like all over the Bruce's Zen garden that is Kasaya and just like see it all accumulate to this incredibly epic moment that was the three, two, one vote. Yeah. And uh, like most of my decisions in life, I just defer to Gia. So I was like, hey, you pick and I'll be there. But yes, this is perfect timing. This is the, I mean, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it a lot here as well. Sari is playing Big Brother. And I was, people were very unhappy with my uh, Big Brother takes at the beginning of the season when we found out Sari was going to be on because I honestly and truthfully from the bottom of my soul called it. I said that she would be amazing because she is amazing. She's amazing at all things that she does. So we've seen her play several games. This is the origin story of Sari. So of course we're going to talk about it and we're going to pay homage to the greatness that she is. I mean, currently if you're I mean, this not to date this podcast, but currently she's running circles around people in the big brother house and it's because of stuff like this. So People were mad, but be mad. Cry about it. Sari is a goddess, and she's doing what needs to be done, as she did in this episode. This is one of my favorite Sari moments. It is one of my favorite Survivor moments, and it just reminds me how much of a Survivor nerd I am, because I didn't have to watch this episode again. I know this episode. I know this episode so well, because it has my queen, my mother, the mother, Sari. So thank you for having me, Christine. Listeners, I cannot emphasize enough how much has happened. We paused recording because my microphone wasn't configured correctly, and then Gia's headphones wouldn't correct. Then I dropped my engagement ring and couldn't find it for five minutes, but the engagement ring is found. Gia can hear us. I am much clearer, and we are here to talk about the great Sari Fields and this incredible vote. So let's jump right into it. Usually we would do more small talk at the top, but we've done a lot of small talk off pod today, so we'll get into the action. So this is the aftermath of Bruce's medevac. And Terry benefits the most from this. Kasai has been put in a really, really rough position because now they have a lot less wiggle room for who can go in the case Terry plays an idol or Terry wins immunity again. So it, everything's coming up, Terry. And at the top of the episode, that's kind of what we get. Terry's like, all right, I just need a couple allies, comp out, and I'm golden. That's basically his plan. I mean, that's always his plan because every time he comes up with another plan, it's terrible and it never works. So that yeah. terrible, that's where, that is where the word terrible came from, is from this, <laughs> is from this specific season and no one can tell me otherwise. And I have to admit though, like this has turned into a very anti-Terry podcast and I'm like, yes, but, and like, Far be it from me to like, you know, question what's going on here because it's a marvelous podcast, as I have said several times myself. But I will say that, like, I feel like this storyline of not just Kasaya, but Terry being the foil for this, the only thing standing in the way besides Bruce's colon to keep like the Kasaya members going to what's now final five together is absolutely hilarious like it's like the perfect storyline of just this dysfunctional tribe standing sticking together despite how often they bicker with one another and all the fights we have seen 
over however many weeks this podcast has been going on now. And then like this guy that on any other season would be like the surefire case to win. But none of his social game is so bad that none of them can stand him and like will do absolutely everything they can just to get him voted out at this point. It's just it. Again, you can't write this. It is like too odd to be put in the real time to like write this in a story. It's like too weird for fiction, but we only get it on a television show like Survivor. Yeah, I think it's really cool to point out how bad Terry's social game is because in a world where Kasaya exists, for us to be talking about Terry's social game as anything but stellar just goes to show you who you're dealing with right now. He is sitting next to Shane, Courtney, and Danielle, and and Aris, and we're like, you know who has a bad social game? Terry. Of all people, Terry has a bad social game? He would be at home on Kasaya. It's underrated how bad he is. Because even these horrible-ass people are like, you know, no. I, maybe maybe they're the Legion of Doom, and there's any like good character they just couldn't you know, foresee them having a good social game. But I really think that although I love this 3-2-1 vote, something needed to be done. They needed to be re- working so much harder on getting Terry out. That super idol just carries him so far. I really think now is the time for them to be saying, okay, he has that thing. How do we get it out of his hands? How do we get rid of that? But they just can't figure it out. And that's why Terry should be a shoe in to win this game. We will see that. Maybe that's not the case moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there is, it's kind of like, was, you have to wonder, like, was there any chance of getting the idol out of Terry's hands in any way, like, other than him just playing it? I mean, earlier in the season, he was offering to give it to Danielle, and it's like, well, maybe the play was for Danielle to play double agent, and like, I have the question is, would he even, even do it? But at, at this point, it's so far in the game, he's just going to keep it. Um, and I will give Terry credit. He finally makes a, I think, a decent pitch today, but it's like a pitch that's only would work on Danielle and is also still a very bad pitch for him, which is we'll get, get to it later. But it's his pitch of like the captain of sports pitch. Like, how about the top two people just go to final two? And that's like the only successful pitch he's ever made. But like, it says a lot that it's objectively a very bad pitch. <laughs> it, And it's so like the big, issue here is that in in a lot of the earlier seasons a pitch like this could potentially work but Danielle has the I will not say displeasure because Suri is always a pleasure but like Suri's foil in this game is that she's bringing this plan to someone like Suri whose cooperation would be required for this plan to go through and basically telling Sari, yes, like, oh, well, whatever the challenge is, whoever just happens to finish first and second will go and the other two will be voted out. And Sari obviously knows that is likely to be her and Courtney in some variation. And like, none of them are stupid, but like, come on now. Even when Terry was initially making the pitch, Danielle knows that he is like purposefully wanting to exclude Aris from this plan because he sees him only as like the only person that could actually beat him in a, an immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. I think what Courtney and Danielle should be doing, and specifically Danielle, they should be trying to get Terry to burn his idol. They should be saying, look, let's all vote for Terry. Let's all just vote for him. He's going to use his idol. 
But whoever he votes for is the person who's going to be going home. And if that happens to be Aris, then so be it. They really should not be avoiding the Terry vote. They know he has like, once he, well, of course, obviously he wins immunity. But when it comes to that idol, you just make him play it. Just make him play it and see what happens. I think the fear is that he will play it on one, of, you know, he will obviously vote for one of them and they'll go out. And so when he keeps winning these immunity channels, it doesn't leave them any out to do that. But when you take that to Sari, the person who is less, least likely to win an immunity challenge of all these people, she's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to win another one. So when you tell me the baddest two competitors of all time have to duke it out at the end, whenever you say duke it out to a weaker competitor in quotation marks, they should automatically be thinking, okay, how do I get rid of you? Because you don't want me there. And even if I were to duke it out with you, I'm probably going to lose the duke. So it was bad. It was bad all around. But it was the best thing Terry even had. I, I just don't know. He was just working so uphill from, from such an early stage. If he wasn't so willing to maybe burn his allies at his last tribe, poor astronaut Dan, he's just like, bye. You know, like this man just let, lets people go and now he doesn't have any allies. And no, you wonder why these people don't want to work with you, Captain America. It's just not, <laughs> it's not for you this time. So yeah, I, I, I was entertained, but I was not impressed by Terry by any means. We're getting ahead of ourselves with a lot of strategy, but we need to talk about the most important part at the top of this episode, which is the Blackberry. Oh my God. <laughs> this is... I forgot how un, how concerning this is. <laughs> like, I remember it, it's funny, but it is, Shane just pulls out a piece of wood and he's pretending it's his phone. And he's like, I can send calls. I can send texts. And he's like texting his son. And he goes on his, what Suri calls his thinking rock with his Blackberry. It's just like, we don't get anything like this on Survivor. Even then, this is, this is pretty crazy. Certainly not today. <laughs> We're slowly accumulating more and more Shane lore over the course of these past few episodes. And it's now coming together as like one great myth of this man named Shane Powers on hit like in Panama where it's like a cryptid. He has his thinking rock or his thinking stump I, is what he called, called it earlier. He can't sleep in wet pants because of the chafing that comes about from that. Um, he has a Blackberry phone that is really a piece of wood that he is sending messages to and from people. Did you... What this episode really aged me as well because he he's talking about how his son's phone can send texts and he's talking like I forgot how much of a luxury it was back in the day to have remember we had to like pay per text on phone and it was like so <laughs> Shane is just rolling in dough apparently in the in this Blackberry universe and it is just wild of how much and I honestly forgot that. There are so many iconic Kasaya moments and I had a relatively like general idea of where things of where like certain memories pop up. But I completely forgot about when the Blackberry phone came up. I thought it was a lot earlier in the season. And this is just great. This was just a nice little nice little like softball moment before we get to the big show. Yeah, this is proof that Survivor does a really good job of making unlikable people likable. Because you leave this season really being like, Shane Powers, I would have loved to see him play again. He was robbed for second chances. He was so entertaining. But then you go back and you watch this season again, and you're like, this man is awful. 
God bless Sari for literal monster threatening to kill people, even jokingly, is ridiculous. But then also sitting around ass naked when Bruce is getting medevaced, uh, talking on a wooden Blackberry phone and, and earnestly at that, you know, and then he's a, he's an awful human. And so, look, I, I, I will be the one to say it. People have been tiptoeing around it. I will say it. That guy sucks. But Survivor just made him good TV. And it started way back in like episode two. We really start to be like, okay, this Shane guy is interesting. But by the time you get here, you're like, oh, you're all in on Blackberry phone and thinking stump and naked Shane. And now, like I said, I'm I'm older, I'm wiser, and I am not dumb enough to say that this is a person that I would ever like to see play Survivor again because I don't want to subject other people to this. I I don't feel like anybody should have to sit here and be berated every time they try to do anything just because Shane feels like it. So this is actually a pretty decent Shane episode because I think they get worse. And then I think, like I said, I just don't think he ages well as a character. Uh, but the Blackberry moment is a top tier survivor moment. So if you guys were out on the island and you had a fake phone, what would you use the fake phone to do? First of all, it wouldn't be a Blackberry. Uh, like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, that's the worst part about this. That's what aged the worst. So age worse than Shane Powers is the actual Blackberry device. I don't know what I would do with a real phone, but it wouldn't be that one. Gia, what about you? Oh, my God. I don't... I honestly, I would want to have my device be like a pager or something, like something really dated so that I can be like, anytime a conversation comes up that I don't want to be a part of, I can be like, sorry, guys, I got paged. I got to go. You know, I got to go. Or like I have to go get water, but really hunting for an idol. I'm not finding an idol, but I want a segment of me trying to hunt for like touching idol. trees and moving yes. branches yeah yes. so I just I just want that to be a moment I know it's coming I know eventually in Survivor that they're going to have a segment where like everybody on the tribe is looking for an idol at the same time and I want to be a part of the mix so I want to have my little pager that alerts me for when I need to go get water and look for things and not be a part of conversations that I don't want to be a part because you know there's never a good way to back out of a strategy talk that you would rather be anywhere else from but, but a I pager, think pager yeah yes. I think the page who's gonna respond you don't even know how to respond to a pager like half the cast that is on the new seasons were not alive when pagers were a thing so I just feel yeah so I just feel like it's the perfect way out because it'll just everyone will be so confused yeah I would I think I would want Twitter I need to be able to just because imagine the the basically like the live feeds of what was going on and what these people are thinking in the moment if they're just tweeting out like I, this fool got a damn blackberry you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like imagine that like okay bruce is getting medevac but could you put some pants on like the tweets would just write themselves honestly for a season like this perfect most tweetable season for sure <laughs> It mm-hmm. really is. I think, oh, you know what, though? It would be really nice to just be able to put my tweets in the sands of the Panama Beach and then just, like, wipe it clean after. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. Imagine the tweet when Bruce gets medevaced and your tweet is something like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have been running that water through your T-shirt and drinking it. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe that <laughs> would have saved your life, Bruce. <laughs> has- hashtag Bruce can't poop. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag poop gate. But you know, yeah, yeah. Like I I'm pretty sure somebody was thinking that like, Bruce, maybe your stomach is jacked up because when we told you we need to sterilize the water, you said let's run it through my shirt. <laughs> and what's the craziest thing about this, about the Bruce Medivac, other than the fact that I forgot this is only the second time that this happened, but 
this is not the last time we are going to get someone medevac because they can't poop. It's just like, like no one learns their lesson, you know? And mm-hmm. it, I'm pretty sure it was because of a reward in a very similar style to the Panamanian uh, beach or the, the feast reward that they had. Yes, it was an older man who ate too much meat. <laughs> yes, and they were just it like, happens. we are... Listen, that was season 12. We were so young then. We can surely we, the same thing will not happen again. Yeah, save that for a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I, I, one of my favorite little things about Panama is in a similar way of like in Vanuatu, when you're really surprised by the Leanne boot, not just because Leanne goes, but who unites to save Eliza. Like it's so improbable. You have, you know, uh, Twyla and Scout saving Eliza, this person they've complained about all season. Similarly, I love this episode because Courtney finally gets voted out and Shane doesn't vote her out. This is like the one, like they have just made their their pack to work together this episode and Shane's on his phone and Courtney's like, oh, that's cute. Like, like they're, this is like the, they've finally like been like, all right, we're in it together. And then for Courtney to finally go and Shane have no role in it. It's one of those, again, you can't write it. Like, cause you would think that the season would build, okay, if Courtney goes, it's going to be Shane finally getting, getting tired of her and getting out or, it's but like Courtney gets voted out because she's like too much of a threat to get to the end at this point, not because she's too annoying, like because everyone's going to sit next to her in the end. So it's just a great uh, reversal, I think, of what you might expect to happen in this moment, because why would why would Shane want Courtney around? Well, he's decided that's his only chance to win. And so now they're buddies. Right. You brought up Eliza, but it's very interesting that, you know, the Courtney lore, the Courtney lore is that if she makes it to the end, like she's basically going to make it to the final two. She has a free ride. Everything's going to be fine. Eliza, everyone hates her. And they're like, yeah, let's get her out. Let's get her out. <laughs> and, her, and her two mortal enemies have to step up and be like, no, actually, we could use her. But yeah, Shane realizes this way before Scout and Twyla realize it. Scout and Twyla are two icons of the Survivor universe. And I would give anything to see them both play again on the same season because I truly think that is what we Captains. as a family yes. deserve. Yes, yes. Captain, Island of the Idols part two, yes. when? Yes. I, we, this is like probably the third time this has been proposed in this podcast series of like this exact scenario, but it's correct. <laughs> it's, yes. So Twilight Scout, Stacey Kimball and Stacey Powell and I've had, they, I've had a few pairs that have been proposed to me. Dreams and Cassandra, obviously. Eliza twice, like just two, <laughs> like two statues of Eliza. <laughs> the Micronesia I, Eliza and, and, and the Vanuatu yeah. yeah. Eliza. <laughs> Eliza and the stick. stick. Yes, mm-hmm. Eliza yeah, and exactly. the, the stick gets its own. Not Ozzy. <laughs> the stick itself gets its own <laughs> giant statue. Hmm. It could work. It could work. work. Jeff, call us. We have good ideas. We've been been listening all season. We know this. Stop playing. (laughs) He's my finale guest. Everyone knows it. Uh, (laughs) So we kind of talked about off-pod. We're not super into talking about the reward error immunity challenges themselves. But um, was there anything in this reward challenge other than the reward? I mean, I really, this was boring to me. (laughs) Throw the challenge. Throw the challenge. The if, car if you have, curse. If you have Terry on your team, throw the challenge. Just throw it. But he's with the captain of sports. She ain't going to throw the challenge. But 
but throw the challenge. Terry's smart enough to be like, look, we don't need Aris to get any more food. We don't need Aris to have anything because he's probably going to win a challenge. And they're like, yeah, you're right. No. This, this drove me crazy. They were just like, <laughs> they're like, who should we get out? He, Terry's like, who do you want out? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, okay, Aris. <laughs> like, yeah. And they go, okay. It's like, what? No. That's just the, no. I mean, and they've been, Courtney's been thinking about wanting Aris out. So I get Courtney, but like, it's also just a bad look. Even if you want Aris out, like, in a, in a point in the game where like Terry could win immunity here, which he does, and one of you is going, okay, is ours going to be really sussy? You guys now, it's just drove me nuts that they just let that happen so obviously. I, I this is the other thing because like there are so if Terry was any better of a social player, like this is the tribe you want to get stuck with. Because their implosion seems so inevitable. Like, there are so many tribes like this where we're like, we know they're together because they just happen to be placed together on the same tribe at the beginning of the game. But, and then uh, this one is even wilder because they picked each other, which is the other insane part of this episode, but that, or of this season, but that is neither here nor there. But there are so many tribes where you just, especially in like the new era where we got three tribes now instead, you know that there are certain tribes that as soon as they have the opportunity to interact with other people, they are not, they are abandoning ship. They are going literally anywhere else because they cannot stand each other. And it seems like Kasaya would be the tribe to do this, to implode at any given moment, but they don't. And Terry just keeps egging them on of like, they're now this full like war against Terry. That is like their only united front at this point is like, we got to get Terry out. And they still don't talk to each other enough about the fact that like, maybe we should throw a challenge if Terry is on our team or listen, if I'm going on a reward, I am not picking X, Y, and Z, or I can't send Aris to Exile Island, or I can't do this because we need to come up with a plan to get Terry out. And they just, none of them are having this conversation. No, they, they, they're, they're a group of villains. I really do. I really think this is a, a whole villain season. At this point, we all we have is villains. And I'm looking at Saritu because she is like gone undercover as a hero and she has infiltrated the villain. She's like, if I could just get to the final two with any of you, I win. So I have <laughs> to just let y'all continue to be crazy. I can't stop any of the fighting. I got to egg a little bit of it on. But I just have to be in here with my villain mask on for long enough to make it to the end. And because of that, even Terry comes off like somebody who they just can't work with. You know, he's trying so hard to be social, but you're working with the the, the Legion of Doom. It's very <laughs> um worlds apart, you know, where at some mm. point, like... The nine nine horrible people vying for the end is like oh yeah uh what's about to happen here you know and so terry you should be very happy to be in this group there is no reason why you shouldn't be able to grab a danielle and a courtney and say look we suck but we are going to get out one of these good people very quickly we're gonna we're gonna handle it and they just cannot get on the same page and if there it does confuse me how the hell it ended up like this they're three to one vote it's it's a good move but Dear God, how did we land this? How did this happen? This is this is why I'm shocked that uh, I like that you said that, Chappelle. That this is a vil- this is the villains tribe before we got an actual villains tribe. But they don't like. I, that's why I don't get why people are so confused that Suri and Felicia just be talking shit in like all <laughs> in the Hoh room all the time. Like this was this was always a thing. Like. 
come on now. Like this is this is part of the plan. This is how she gets her thoughts out. Like let let's be honest here. And like Saria's had to deal with a lot in her four seasons of Survivor and the Traders and now Big Brother 25. Like she is a seasoned vet in talking shit about the crazy people around her as she should. Like that is a superpower to be going that be able to get this far with these crazy people. I'm in awe. It's like one of the few things that's not spoken enough about Suri's legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She got her start. Her first time was with Kasaya. Like from like your first yes. time on TV is with Kasaya. You can sh- let her talk her shit. Like she could say what she wants. <laughs> she is yeah. a master manipulator, expert strategist, proficient mother, shit-talker. mother, Esquire. Yes. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> just like I'm sorry this has to this is part of what makes somebody a great TV character and like Sari has to witness a lot here and like even the normal people on Kasaya are not actually normal people like I think Aris gets way too much of a pass on like how not normal he is just based on all the people that he is surrounded with like this this is a Peter Harkey in like any other season. So true. No, that's yeah. so true. People always talk about Aris being like the straight man of Kasai. It's like you rub the hands over the fire. Like right. he is male Courtney. He's male <laughs> Courtney. And oh, they just speak on it. it. They just can't see it because Courtney is too much Courtney for. But if she's gone, Aris is Courtney. He is. It's just he wants to be Courtney so bad too. It's killing him that they don't see that he's crazy. He's like, I yeah, I was, on, like, I was in exile, came back. He's Courtney, but he's not committed to the bit like Courtney right. is. He's, an un, he's a Courtney with commitment issues. He's spineless. Is he is. Yes. Look, the winner of your season. <laughs> yes, feckless. Look, <laughs> he went to, that's the thing. He keeps missing all these crazy moments. He wasn't around for Bruce's medevac. He wasn't right there naked with naked shame. <laughs> he wasn't around this time for... For, for all of this, he comes back from exile like, what? What happened? What's going on? So it's like, for him, he doesn't know these people are nuts like that. He's missing it. He's, we're missing all the RS content. If you give us the live feeds, I guarantee you, he's marching his ass right through Bruce's rock garden too. <laughs> See how RS just goes and does yoga in exile and then t- the dream team of Terry, Courtney, and Danielle get to go on this reward. I want to talk about, they get in an airplane and a Terry says, we were airplaned off. Excuse me, Mr. Pilot. That right. is, I've never heard anyone say we, I was airplaned off somewhere. Like, I know the man hasn't eaten that much, but that, that really stuck with me. It's how they say it in the biz. In the biz. Real ones know. Real ones know. Like, oh yeah, I gotta go get airplaned off. That's how they say it at the Naval Academy. Where no one lies. Where no one ever lies or cheats or steals. Mm. Yeah, Terry gets a car good for him. GMC UConn. I did forget that this was the car episode too. It was a very, of all the car episodes we get in... 14 seasons of Survivor. This is just a very anticlimactic one. Perhaps it really it, is. It yeah. really is. Usually there's so much more fanfare with the car. And maybe I'm saying this because I've watched like two of the seasons <laughs> I watched most recently are Fiji and Guatemala. But like 
They, this was just a bear. I forgot until you just said it that Terry won the car. And I watched this episode an hour ago. Like I finished <laughs> and came on to record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, we, we are fed here on this podcast because we get to talk about the car and the car curse because this again is the nail in the coffin for Terry. No mm-hmm. super idol can save you from this damn car. You are not winning this game, sir. The moment you want a damn GMC, you, you sealed your fate. Sorry. That's, we, that's how we know he hasn't watched Survivor. Like, come on, man. Like, you're in, already in such a bad position. Like, and he will never be Cindy. Yeah. He will no. never be Dreams. He does not give what those episodes gave. He should give the yeah. car away. Yeah. He should give the car yeah. away. Tell one of these greedy mofos that you're trying to align with. You think you oh. think Courtney and Shane not go go vote with you if you tell them you're gonna give them a car? They they will throw each other under the bus so Absolutely. Fast. Shane yeah. and Courtney would. They really Yeah. Then he's Yao Man. Yeah. All, but that's okay. I mean, but that's a bad but Yao Man had a chance to win if he got to the end, which <laughs> Terry, like what? Yeah. It's a whole other thing. Like yeah. does Terry win if he gets let does so when weird if he gets to the okay end. Like, early to be like, that no, we can do it no because that's what i was wondering i'm like what is the read here on like actually how terry does i think okay i think it depends who he is next to however if we're thinking so it's like it's a final two so we're still in final two world and we have three members of the jury now so what we're gonna get four more yeah yeah, yeah so all the there's only two of them that are Lamina members, and I think they're going to be votes for Terry, but I really don't see any of the Kasaya people actually voting for Terry unless he actually did get to the end with Courtney. Yeah, and even then. But I think, yeah, I like, honestly, I, I I would vote for Courtney. I want to I, I want to see mess. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff would have quit on the spot. Jeff, like, actually, I, I think that would have been it. If, like, Courtney won over Terry. Jeff would have just been like, "I'm out." <laughs> right, but yeah, th- th- I think it's I think it's decent to think about because if you if if you put Terry versus Sari, I think Sari wins it. I'm sorry, you can win 18 challenges, and I think that woman is just going to beat you. I think Aris could beat him as well, and I Danielle probably can't beat him because she's awful. You know, Courtney <laughs> cannot beat him because she's awful too. But Aris and Sari, I think, have a really good chance. Like they at some point. The Terry thing isn't so bad. You know, Terry even realized, like, I got Danielle. If I could just get her to the final two at some point. Like, he just switched out his Courtney's, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think they were making such a big deal out of the Terry threat, but they also weren't addressing it. It was like, let's try to beat him. <laughs> if we don't beat him, F it. Who's next, you know? I do. I, th- I think we are overestimating, or we are underestimating, though, how petty Kasaya is. Because I just don't see, like, a world, unless it was actually Courtney, where, like, Shane and Aris and Sari are going to vote for someone that they could not stand for however many days they're in the merge over another person that was in their alliance, especially now that it seems like like if we're saying Danielle, that like Aris, Danielle and Sari are kind of a trio now. And I don't and Bruce would be on is on the jury. We get to see Bruce empty colon and all and he's a (laughs) he's a a vote for danielle and i don't i just i don't see i know like the edit wants us to think that the win at this point is kind of between like sari and terry but i don't see a world where terry wins against most of these people he's awful i think think his 
I think his best chance at winning just got voted out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which speaks to, again, the brilliance of that move of and on someone like Suri's part, who's like, I absolutely do not benefit from this person being the game, but I can count on about four other people who absolutely benefit from her leaving this game. So sucks for Terry, but it sucks to suck, I guess. She's <laughs> um, awful. He's awful. So yeah, he's pitching Courtney and Danielle, but meanwhile, back at camp, Suri uh, has a lovely little moment. Well, first of all, she really, this is where Suri picks up on the whole Shane um, wanting Courtney around uh, to sit next to her. So this is the the start of the, we need to get Courtney out this round. But the really cute thing here is uh, Suri deciding to fish and she catches one. Well, for yes. she's to kill a snail and she screams. <laughs> Mother provides both in entertainment and in food. Yes. If you are not a Suri fan at this point in the season, what's wrong with you? But when this happens, this is the moment she wins over America. This is mm-hmm. it. Like, cause you, cause you remember she got off the couch. She was afraid of leaves and now she can fish. You know, even Shane Powers is like, this lady from Jersey just went over here and got this fish and Captain America has been swimming around in the ocean. Ain't did nothing. That's you know? so great. <laughs> right. And I was like, but he's not wrong. Like, that's what's it. Suri, I've never met anybody who's watched Survivor who didn't like Suri. Because even if you would thought, like, what is she doing out there? She doesn't know how to survive. She caught the fish. She's the yes. only one. So you're like, well, yeah, now what do you got to say? You know, uh, mm-hmm. strategy, personality, and she can survive. She obviously got rid of the lumberjack lady, as she calls her, you know, because she didn't need her to make fire. Serene. Serene is the goddess. She said, Serene <laughs> <Sari> called it. <laughs> All the way back then, Suri had a vision. She's like, this yes. woman is going to have some terrible Twitter likes. Yes. I got to get her out. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'll take it. Oh, yeah. No, Timbertina. Take a look at Timbertina's, Timbertina's Twitter likes. People named Timbertweeter t- Tina should not be allowed to Timbertina. Timbertweeter. Timbertweeter. Yeah. Timbertina's tweets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. Suri's an icon and an ally. Like, Come on now. Right. Yes. Aside from Suri, who are the real likable characters on this season? Because I I'm love Danielle. To everybody. <laughs> it's, I, Suri. it's Suri. I do. I have been tooting the ho- the tooting the horn. I have been marching on behalf of Danielle this season. I don't like. I will not say she's a likable character, but I think she's very f- profoundly funny to me for some reason. No, she's um, great. She's great, but I mean, like, who are the jury threats? Because yeah, no, I it's Sari. Sari is the jury threat. Maybe Bruce in a different world. Uh, if I think Aris <laughs> is a jury threat, but only because we are in a he is on this tribe specifically. Mm. Yeah, any, any other season? Other, yeah, he is Where's, like um, he is a jury threat right here in this current predicament, and that's it. Right. Like, even going back to the early votes, like, I don't see this for Melinda. I don't see it for Tina. I don't see, what, the knee socks lady, thigh socks. I don't see her. Sally. Sally, what are they going to do? How are you getting to the end, ma'am? What are you going to do? And so that's like, Sari, honestly, they handpicked you. They gave you this. They gave you this one. And then they just put you on an island with a bunch of crazy people and said, can you endure? You know, so this is a different game. This is a different season. I'm sorry. It's weird. 
I just I just ran a Brant steal to just like get an alternate universe, and I have one of a final two with Austin Cardi and Bobby Mason, and Bobby wins. I'll take it. I will. <laughs> we love it. Again, who voted? No, I'm joking. But I'm just saying, uh, justice for Misty. Like you know, what I'm saying who wins this season? And. I have to say, there is one thing that bothers me in, like, the legacy of Suri, and I will explain myself very quickly, but, like, they really hound home the idea that, like, she gets off the couch and the couch. Is, now what, is now one of, like, the greatest Survivor players ever. So for people listening to that and being like, that could be me. No, it can't be you. It can't be any of us because we are not Sari. And Sari is one of the most intelligent people, if not the most intelligent person to ever play the game. So just know you are not Sari. You cannot do what Sari does. Find your own way to win a million dollars. Like, I'm sorry. You, this, you yes. haven't earned what she earned. You haven't yes. earned it. You just don't deserve. And that's Period. And she leaves. She leaves this season not even as looked at as a strategic mastermind. She just looked at like, oh, this woman's an amazing person, an amazing player. She doesn't get the strategic mastermind chops mm-hmm. like, oh, like placed on her until Micronesia. That woman could have done this a third time in a row if it wasn't for some some JT Thomas. That's if it, that's if, that's the problem. Damn it, JT, who's a horrible survivor player, ruined Ceri's legacy. I said it. Call no, me back also, for st- no. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, I want it. And, and his win, which was dumb in Token Chief, <laughs> ruined Earl Cole's legacy as the first unanimous winner of all time because now they're there all like, go. oh my God, KT played a perfect game because he didn't get any votes against him. And Earl got one like throwaway vote at him. Everyone shut up. Earl's a better player. It's a very, it's a very anti-black take of Survivor <laughs> to be saying that JT is better than both of these players. I'm sorry. I'll take, uh, yeah. Uh, nope, you yeah. see racism, you call it out. Yeah. <laughs> this was important to say. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah, we have completely taken you off the rails, Christine. I was so sorry. I know. This is, this is what I want. This is exactly, <laughs> this is what this podcast is for, is just one to two people taking me off the rails in a diff- completely different way every week. <laughs> right. Is it called Stanima or not? We came here to stand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and we will stand everything, even if it's nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> we stand everything except JT. Yes. And Terry Tina's is. likes. Yes. yes. Those and are the Shane two Powers. Things. I'll take okay, it. Three things. And Terry Deeds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm sure is lovely in real life. I'm probably, oh, yeah. probably fine. But here he's awful. <laughs> he's awful. So I, yeah. I I can't remember who your guest was that said that they really liked Terry and Second Chances, like more so than the uh than this iteration of Terry, but I did like the Terry that seemed to at least have learned a little bit about mm-hmm. what he needed to improve moving forward. So I did like Second Chances era Terry, like the potential of that. Mm-hmm. He was nice to one person. It was like, Terry Deeds got a social game. Like, baby, where have but you it, been? But it was Abby Maria, which is like, on. Ab- listen, everyone Abby has hated on the show also ended up being a terrible person. So, like, no it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's so, like, something. I know. I, I I just think we can't completely cancel Terry because of this. Because if there's one person I trust on their takes, it's Abby Maria. Hold on now, because she loved Jeff Varner, and I cannot let that slide. Oh, yes, but yeah. Still, but does she still like him? Is I don't thing. know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to ask. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't okay. know if I want to know. Oh yeah. Actually. All right. That's fair. So we. Okay. I trust Abby Maria on her takes. 
for the people she competed with in Philippines. How about that? Yeah. There we go. Yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. All right. Long take. Yep. Yes. <laughs> she was correct. <laughs> so yeah, Suri catches the fish for Shane's birthday. Happy birthday, Shane. Um, they really gloss over that it's Shane's birthday until that moment. I was like, oh, it's Shane's birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danielle and Terry and Courtney get back to camp. And Danielle, this is where she really confronts Terry. She's like, look, I know you're just taking, want to meet Courtney at the end because you want to sit next to Courtney in final two. And then this is where Courtney, Terry's like, I can take you. Like He's basically on the spot like, okay, I can take, I can take Danielle no, no. instead. But he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't even say it like that. He doesn't say, no, I'd go to the – he says, oh, I haven't really thought about it, sir. And, like, I kind of believe him because, like, he, that he hasn't thought about it. But also, that's a terrible answer for something yeah. like this. It's just like, no, why would I want to take Courtney? Or, like, oh, no, I just haven't – it just hasn't come to mind. It's like we have so – we're so busy with our Blackberries and our tweets and all that stuff on <laughs> the painting – on our painting – Panamanian, Panamanian <laughs> beach. Is this Splashed can, Survivor? Uh, yes. It might be. Yeah. Yes. Always. Yes, it is. <laughs> and and we're not like, come on now, Terry. Like that, that was a terrible lie. And it's only by the grace of sportsmanship that Danielle believes him with the, with the, oh, well, let's just take the first and second place people which in both of their heads would be two of them yeah she's like oh yeah i'm a competitor like that's that's good for me <laughs> like you know. i think that's the most fair i think that's the most fair, <laughs> that's fair. we don't want yeah. anyone getting a free ride christine yeah we don't want to carry anyone yeah and this is where i will defend danielle a lot i think but this is so stupid that she runs to Courtney and is like, hey, Courtney, like, Terry's going to take, we decided whoever gets first and second place will win. Well, now now Courtney's like, okay, well, this makes, this is a worse deal for me because <laughs> if I just lose a challenge, then I don't get to go to the end. And, you know, this, Danielle says something about carrying, being someone being carried to the final two. Courtney obviously knows that's her. It's just a huge faux pas on Danielle's part. And then she does something even worse, which is run this information to Sari. This is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. what? I think this is my high water mark for Courtney as well though, because when Danielle says it like, yeah, someone's uh, you know, people are just going to get carried left and right. It's fine. You know, blah, blah. Courtney stops and thinks about it. And says, oh wait, she's talking about me. And she doesn't take that information to Sari and say, let's get Danielle out. She goes to Danielle and says, so you're talking about me, right? You're saying it's me. <laughs> I was like, why are you telling this woman to her face that you, what is the strategic value in this being like, yeah, I get that. You're saying that I should get t- carried to the end. Thanks, Danielle. I'm also not going to vote you out. What's happening. This is every time there's like a little crumb of sense from Courtney. She goes and does something like this, where it's like, no, my a reaction is not going to be to go tell the other people that don't benefit from this deal and try to make a plan. It's okay, let's do like, let me go confront the person who could possibly, if Terry wins immunity, have incentive now to vote me out. And look what happens later in the episode. It's just uh, a series t- of, of of fumbles 
from Terry, this this whole strategy, uh, Danielle to running this to Courtney, then telling Sari. It's just like, what is anyone doing? And the person who benefits the most is Sari because she's getting all the information she needs to make this vote happen. Like she now has the information of like, okay, the most dangerous person in the game is Courtney because she's seen as a goat by everyone and everyone will sneak to the end. I need to do something to get Danielle back on my side because Danielle's been brain, as Sari says, she's been brainwashed by Terry. And then it'll be set up further when Shane comes to her and is like, okay, we're voting out Danielle. It's just everyone is coming to Sari, giving her all the information she needs to make this 3-2-1 happen. It's just great. But like Sari's response to Danielle here is so funny. And Danielle's face when Sari's explaining to her, like, like, how stupid this is it's just like nothing just like absolute like tv static in like danielle's brain i love a himbo and lady himbos are also valid and i just love like danielle is a perfect character for this group to round them all out because they don't really have a meathead like what oh, like Danielle. in the tradition but in a traditional Danielle. sense they really are like they don't have a meathead but now they have Danielle. Danielle is the meathead. It just is not what we would traditionally think is a meathead. Right. But Danielle, should you be doing this anyway? Like, okay, so Sari convinces Danielle, look, we got to get rid of Courtney because she's going to be taking that number two spot. Danielle's like, okay, I, I kind of I think, explain it to me like I'm five. And then it gets to her, right? But Danielle, in a world where you're somehow at the end with Terry and Shane, if you are in that top two, which you probably would be, I think you're fine. I think you are the new Courtney. I really do. I really think that maybe you, maybe you should be trying to get out Aris here. Like, what are you really trying to accomplish, ma'am? What are you, what are you going to do exactly if you make it that far? And look at it. You know, Shane wants to take Courtney. You can get Courtney later. You really don't have mm-hmm. to use this moment to get Courtney. I really think that like, Danielle, there are other obstacles between you being second in line to winning against Terry than Courtney is right this moment. It benefits Sari, but that's about it. I don't think it benefits Courtney. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Danielle, at this moment. I think that there are bigger fish to fry. Maybe hang out for a bit. Because if you if you can if you can convince them, let's get Courtney, like, you know, now. Or let's get Aris now. You know, we know Terry hates Aris. Uh, it's like, yeah, let's get Aris now. And then next round, since y'all don't, y'all are never going to beat this man. Just let it go. If you don't think Aris can do it, then just go ahead and get him out. Because I think this is like a half measure for Danielle. I think that's probably a better move for her. But Sari gave her like a decent move and she just took it because mm-hmm. she's not really, she's not really thinking along those lines. She's a meathead. She doesn't do the thinking in Kasaya. There's one brain cell. I, I, Okay, I'll lie. There's two brain cells. Sari has both of them most of the time, but occasionally mm-hmm. she will dole one out to Aris for like brief usage before taking it right back. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that like while I find Danielle very entertaining, this move to get rid of Courtney, I love that it worked in Sari's favor, but realistically yes. the only people that this benefited were Aris who would have went home otherwise. <laughs> And Sari, who recognized that Courtney is somebody that could really take her spot to win in the final two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Speaks to Sari's power. She's so good. She's so good. I would vote in Sari's best interest as well. So, like, that is not, you know, I'm not going to blame Danielle for that because same. 
Same, yeah. same, call, same. Call me Izzy because I'm going down with the ship here. <laughs> I am not leaving the Big Brother house or the Panamanian Beach without some adoption papers. And <laughs> best wishes to Sari and her million dollars. Or however much money you get when you play Big Brother. Far less. <laughs> Far less. <laughs> yes. About $250,000 less. But like the satisfaction. How do they spend 100 days and then make not as much money as the 26 days you make in Survivor? That's kind of wild. Oh, and please don't come in third place. Because I think I believe you get almost nothing. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like if you're in third place and someone else wins fan favorite, they will make more money than you. <laughs> yeah like that yeah, definitely is, and they don't make a lot as fan favorites either so like you get your stipend and uh congratulations and that's it and a the spot on julie chen's podcast god podcast god yes yeah. yes i forget the name of the this? podcast but yes mm. and a bible god, in your care something package god. something god yes. to yeah so <laughs> the new challenge like i said we won't talk about it too much but it is so funny that it comes down to between terry and courtney I, it's, it's, I mean, cause I guess maybe Courtney can win a challenge, but just, I, I just thought that was funny. Good for her. They really her. focus too much. Like I get that a lot of the challenges we're getting are ones that Terry will do the best in just like physicality wise, especially since RS is just spent the past few days on Exile Island, but I, I think they're really underestimating. They're really underselling the fact that like every competition will benefit Terry when there are some that come along that'll be like uh, like the balance ones, usually people with smaller feet. So like usually women will do better in challenges like that or, you know, and Terry, not to take anything away from the fact that he is crazy good at these immunity challenges, but just see a world where, you know, there are challenges that are not fit to Terry's to Terry's strengths, which there are a lot of them. But like touchy subjects for one. What if we just made that immunity challenge for once? Or just do touchy subjects every week with different questions. Right. I, I was like, and the answer's still gonna be Courtney, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like the answer's still Courtney. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Dude, for Courtney to get the again, for Courtney to get the majority of these votes for touchy subjects. I cannot say enough that this is a tribe of villains because Courtney is awful, it seems. Shane Powers is right there. And people are like, yeah, but that Courtney. You know, that Courtney. I just can't stand <laughs> her ass. This man is butt ass naked and on a black on a wooden blackberry. And y'all like, but Courtney is so annoying. <laughs> she just won't and shut then, up. And Courtney is so obviously upset. And everyone's reactions are, oh, it's not that bad. I got most, like, mistakenly think they're ruining the game. Or I got does nothing around yeah. camp. I'm like, well, like, okay, let's think about, like, you know, the quality over quantity here. It's not the yes. case. Who, who did they hate more on Survivor and Touchy Subjects? Was it... Stacy Kimball or Courtney because it's pretty it's ate, pretty close. They they ate Stacy's ass <laughs> up. I'm talking about they were like, who smells the worst? Stacy. <laughs> I feel like the Fiji oh I'm gonna say Courtney, but only because I feel like there were other so Stacy got like Stacy got it pretty bad. 
But they also had some other douchey people in there, Alex, that also got like some of the like who mistakenly thinks they're running the game. Who would you not want to like have over for dinner or something like they had some other like other people got some harsh jabs as well. I do think that it's pretty close, though. I might have to rewatch and like. <laughs> if you're not y'all, this is not a video podcast. But if you could have seen the the wheels turning at Gia's head, because you were really yeah, trying really to was. justify, <laughs> but she was like, "Man, they ate Stacy up." When they were just like, "Who stinks and needs to go get in the ocean and wash her ass?" Like you know, it's like damn. Actually, Dream Scott, uh, who smells the worst, and I know that because I've watched this episode several times, but she still got it pretty bad. And she got some votes. Like Dreams got that one. They <laughs> Yao Man voted for Stacey, I believe. I'm just saying. He was he was running the the gambit on that one of like, well, it's you know the chances of it being Stacey are just pretty high, <laughs> just based on what we have seen previously. <laughs> he hates her. <laughs> Speaking of people we hate, Terry wins immunity for the fourth time, fourth time in the row. Boo, boo, <laughs> and they get back to camp. Terry's like, okay, girlies, Aris is going. This is what's happening. This is just like, so the way this focus and so is just like three different factions, Shane being a faction of one, just deciding what's happening. And it's just the faction with three people just don't tell the other two what's actually happening. So so they're left in the dark and the votes are split. Because like Terry's like, okay, Aris is going. Courtney's like, cool, Aris is going. And then... Courtney's like, we're going to tell Danielle, tell Shane that Danielle is going. And Courtney thinks she's the mastermind. And then Shane's like, guys, everyone's voting Danielle. And like, they're like, cool, Shane, we're all voting Danielle. And Suri's like, okay, Shane and Terry want, Shane wants Danielle gone. Terry and Courtney want Aris gone. And let's just vote Courtney out. Like, like this is simple. And that's exactly what happens. Suri just, you just need to tell people what they want to hear and then just know you have the numbers. This is just, I, what's so great about this vote is it's the same way what she does in Micronesia, just like thinking outside the box. Obviously what she does in Micronesia is way more out of the box than what happens here, but like, okay, we don't have a majority. We don't need one. (laughs) Okay. In Micronesia, we don't have immunity. What if we got it from him? <laughs> um, and have so we is, tried asking him for it? Yeah, like, it's just like, have, and in this case, like, why don't we just like leave someone in the dark and they they just like let Shane vote Danielle for no reason, even though they know no one else gained the Danielle votes, and that that's what happens. It's just such a simple plan that only works because she's willing to think outside the box and because she has all the information. It, it's it was weird. beautiful. It, but weird. Come on, man. Like, Sari is the only person on the island who knows where everybody's voting. Everyone else is completely confused. There is no reason for Shane to be voting for Danielle by himself. Terry, if you know your ass is trying to get Aris out, you went and talked to Shane, I'm assuming, and said, we're voting out Aris. Shane has been telling everybody, we're voting out Danielle. Shane, why don't you vote out Aris? Why not? What What does it benefit you? Do you want to keep the... Tri- Are you trying to just keep somebody around who could beat Terry? Because if, if that's the case... Why don't you go to Courtney, who you have finally won over to your side? She is officially your work wife. How do you not get Courtney to vote with you for Danielle? Danielle gets more influence on Courtney than anyone. I was like, how? How does this happen? And then Courtney votes out Aris, which again, where was Shane? Where did this, like, it was all the pieces (laughs) are everywhere. And Cerise was like, yeah, Danielle, it'll be you. 
it's going to be you because everyone's going to listen to Shane if you don't vote with us. And Danielle's like, okay, I guess I'll do that. But she was so <laughs> torn. It was like, where were you going to go at first? You were going to just vote out Aris without even thinking about, like, it was so, everything was so confusing. Like, I think, I still think Danielle could have gotten away with voting out Aris. Yeah, they probably would never beat Terry in another challenge, but you just need to be second place at that point. You really do. Be mm-hmm. nice to Terry. Maybe he'll give you the idol. Who knows? But just this idea that Courtney votes with Terry to vote out Aris when Danielle is right there. Like, why not just vote out Danielle if you're not going to vote with Danielle? I just don't understand. My favorite part of the scramble in here is that literally, like, one of the options to going home is Aris, who in any other universe, you think that would be the person scrambling to try to prevent the fact that he is going home. But then, like, Aris has no idea what's going on. And then Sari comes to him with all of the information and says, we got to vote out Courtney here. And he says, cool. And then his confessional is like, Sari told me everything. I'm so glad she has my back here. I'm like, sir. Like, Aris is barely there. Like, what is he doing? You're, like, barely, like, you are the vote, but, like, you're not the topic of conversation. Like, they really need, it's just, like, oh, by the way, we need this, like, pivotal vote for us three to vote together. Aris, we're voting this way. And he's, it's, like, get in, loser. We're voting out Courtney. That's what happens here. (laughs) Literally. And it's so fascinating that nobody says, what about Sari? Yeah. What's she doing? Nobody's How dare you? That's what I'm saying. Like, is it, look at her power. She's sitting there just normal as normal AF, just hanging out with her villain mask on, with her villain makeup and her villain nose on, just sitting there hiding. No, and they're no. looking. And she's just like, you know, like got like those glasses with the, like the fake nose, like in disguise. Like it's not a real disguise, but she's just like, like just maybe nobody will see me. And then she goes and just throws this plan into motion. And not one person says, well, we want to take Courtney to the end. Sari doesn't want to take Courtney to the end. Why don't we just get rid of Sari? She's mm-hmm. the only one standing in front of everyone's plan to go sit next to Courtney. Nope. They don't even mention her. She just goes on and just whoop, 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 just votes out the next person and just moves on with her day. Like nothing happened. She's just fine. The lady's crazy. I just love the fact that like the order of the voting confessionals is just Sari saying like basically why Courtney has to go here because like Obviously, Sari just know keeps her best interests at heart and knows everyone else will also keep her best interests at heart. And that, like, the following voting confessionals that we see are just the three people that have no idea what's going on and do vote incorrectly here. And they're so confident in that, like, what they are doing is going to be the thing that actually happens. It's great. It's great. Quality television. The editors were editing this episode agreed so yeah normally we would like i would want to like wax poetic longer about this vote but listeners we've had a time here and uh, we're on a time limit but i want to give space for any last thoughts on this vote obviously it comes down as we predicted as suri predicted three two one courtney artist danielle i love shane's face when the second courtney vote comes up it's brilliant he's just like realizing his game has been destroyed um and courtney goes so any last thoughts on this vote this episode on courtney as we send her off into the sunset to fire dance into the sunset (laughs) yeah and justice for courtney people talk a lot about again shane powers coming back and playing the second time but courtney on any other season would have been just cracked and i would love to see it 
I would love to see Courtney playing like, what are we now like 15 years later? Like mm-hmm. that is a character I would love to see return. Right. I'm sure. We- yeah. She's a very different person. Mm-hmm. We got Kimmy Kappenberg when we could have got Courtney and I'm starting to question some things. I'm just saying it's fine. I just feel like, you know, just not everyone in the second chances cast aged. Well, Jeff Barner, and I just think maybe we should have looked at what Courtney Merritt was doing during that time. Just to check. Just to see. Just peek in. Yeah. Like, so hey, the consensus Kathleen. is bring Courtney back. Absolutely. Sure. I hope she has not learned her lesson at all. Like, yeah. Let me check her tweets, though, because I temper to throw me off. Now I can't trust anything. Let me. I don't know if she's on Twitter, but I found her on Facebook and all I could see was that she's a mom now. Give her credit, and you know, like, um, she she went she went back to her not shitty apartment, <laughs> and she had a good life, it seems. So, you, you go, Courtney. I'll read Courtney's final words, and then we'll do our episode titles and our plugs. So, Courtney's final words: I'm just completely shocked right now. My sisters that I unfortunately trusted turned on me. I guess they saw me as a little bit too much of a threat for going to the final two, but that's the way it goes. And life goes on from here. You know, I'm going to continue to live my dreams and make it happen. And that's what matters. We salute you, Courtney, as you fire dance off into the sunset. Yes. Which, again, look at this. Look at this woman's luxury item. Fire dancing tools. Like, this is, come on. Come on. She wants to have a good time, y'all. That's all. So we will do episode titles now. In, in the hopes that no other techno- technological catastrophe happens, I think we I think we've been haunted. Like the spirit of Kasaya is haunting this recording session and making this as chaotic as possible. But I love it. So I will let you guys go first. Whichever one of you wants to go first to pick. If you got the chance to rename this episode, what would you name it? Chappelle, do you want to go first? Yeah, for me, I, you got to name it three, two, one. You got to. Mm. Like that's what we call it. All, all of us, like I say, we, us in the biz, in the survivor biz, we call it the three, two, one vote. You know what you're talking about when you mention it. It just, it just is. And I actually don't love the name of the title for this episode in the first place. Like Perilous Scramble kind of just sounds like, okay, you know, <laughs> like, a, like a bad breakfast uh, setup. And so I prefer, I prefer the three, two, one vote. Call it the three, two, one vote is iconic, just cemented in history. Okay. I... I was also considering three, two, one, but then I was like, no, like that's like, that gives it all away. Like, let's say, so I was considering that though. So I do like that Chappelle, we were, you know, as per usual on the same page, except when it comes to claim to fame, but that's fine. (laughs) Oh, this is really hard. I have a couple, Christine, do you want to go first so that I can hopefully narrow some down? I feel like some of mine are I'm serious about and some of them I'm not serious about, but I still wrote them down. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Danielle saying not going to settle for third place. Because that's, Ooh. I think, kind of sums up why this move is made. I mean, Danielle's the one who, like, I mean, Suri benefits from it more. But it's about, you know, this episode's about people voting out the person who is going to prevent them from getting to the end. So, yeah, Danielle not going to settle for third place. Hmm. All right. I I like it. I like both of them. I have a couple. I had to put in, I'm communicating with people not on this island because (laughs) the Blackberry moment. 
but I'm not mm-hmm. going to go with that one. I have another Danielle quote that says that's we're not going to make it so easy for him, mm-hmm. which I really mm-hmm. like of like, and obviously him is Terry and like, then they said ours to exile Island though. So it's like, you did make it so easy for him, but, that's fine. but so I'm not going with that one. And then Sari has a ton of really good ones. And I feel like I should pick a Sari quote in some way. So I had a couple that were like, get rid of Courtney as soon as I possibly can. I just think that would be a very iconic episode title. And then also there's Courtney's going, believe that. But, which again, also very good. I think I'm going to go with, there's two that I'm stuck on. I There's one that was follow through with the plan, which kind of similar to Keith Nail. So like RIP King. But I think I'm going to go with he doesn't have to know how we're going to vote, which is mm-hmm. from Suri. It's a little wordy, but I think it does cover like the the it's very like, uh, why don't we vote for Edgardo? Not to make everything about Fiji. <laughs> Christine, you did make the mistake of inviting me on here again. So <laughs> and so it has a similar like wham line of like, oh, the solution is obviously we don't have to actually include everybody on the island in on this vote on like what is actually going to happen. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. with that. He doesn't have to know how we're going to vote. Fantastic. And if you thought those were wordy, please remember which ones Matt and Lita picked because those were oh, paragraphs. Sure. <laughs> so we have our episode titles. I did not write them down as we said them, but we will have the poll up to vote and at the end of the season i will post a list of our entirely renamed season and we'll see who wins so thank you both for coming on this was a journey we so many things happened but i could i'm glad it's it's always fun when these things happen with people you trust and have fun with it's embarrassing when it's with people you're like nervous with uh but this was totally fine and totally fun to deal with the chaos that is Kasaya and the chaos that is technology with you both. So before we go, let's quickly do plugs. Whoever wants to go first. Gia. All right. You can follow me. Before my technology kills my computer, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. Uh, this is Survivor Podcast, so you should definitely follow the Survivor Diversity campaign at Surf Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. And while we, Chappelle and I are still waiting for them to pay Ugh. their writers fairly because we want Abbott Elementary to come back. So, like, you know, support the WGA and whatnot. And on over on Silent Podcast, where I am primarily stationed, we have we have a lot going on. I have two episodes left of Sister Act, which I record with my sister Ari for Claim to Fame. Eventually, we will be back once uh, Survivor 45 starts and, you know, starring some people that I may or may not know. <laughs> so, you know, no, just the same old, same old business as always. <laughs> and then my favorite project that I've been doing over the summer, which has been like my new baby, but basically the Slosh Survivor. It is drunk history combined with Survivor. It is a inebriated history of the world's greatest game. We have two episodes out, one of which the the premiere episode starring Chappelle and mm. Naomi Calhoun. And then I have my second one with Nicole Horn and Jordan Kalish. And I am very excited about 
future episodes. So please listen and show us support. Yep. And yeah, like as Gia said, we're both waiting on Abbott to come back. But in the meantime, on a, I'm on Rob has a podcast talking about Below Deck every week with Sasha on the Bravo wrap up feed. I'm also talking with Rob every day about Suits on our Suits podcast, daily coverage of the show Suits on Netflix. So check that out. We're going to go through nine seasons every day, recording every single day. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing that my boss is doing. But uh, he says, jump. I say, how high? And I start recording. So uh, check that out and subscribe at suitspodcast.com. And then uh, I'm going to be on the recap episode for Big Brother this week. And, of course, nothing but Netflix every week. And Rob and I talked about you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah last week with our special guest, Sasha Joseph. So check us out in all those places and follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore S-H-O-W. That's it. Awesome. I'm not going to do plugs this week. You guys listen to me every week. You know who I am. We've um, The X-Teen Files on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my podcasts. I have to cook dinner for my beautiful fiance because she has a migraine. Um, What a flex. What a flex. So we'll be back next week. It's it's a really easy dinner. It's not much of a flex, <laughs> but I'm talking about fiance. The fiance yeah, was the flex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Earlier being like, away, like, I dropped my engagement ring, and I dropped my engagement ring on the floor. We have to stop so I can find it. Called, can't relate. Can't relate. She called me single and ugly earlier. <laughs> what? Oops! Yeah. I dropped my engagement ring. I was like, oh, and snatched my wig too. I guess. So yeah, okay. you don't know what that's like, right? Dropping can't relate. Ring. Can't relate. Oh. We'll be back next week. Unfortunately, not with me <laughs> and Chappelle, but with two other very, very fun people for Bamboozled. We're getting towards the end of the season and the episodes are staying fun and exciting. And I'm very excited about it. Thank you two again. We did it. We got through it and have a great week. 